We shall stand up for the reading of the word. We shall read from Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 29. From verse 10. For thus says the Lord that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you. In causing you to return to this place, uh, in causing you to return to this place, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you, and ye shall seek me and find me, when you shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places whither I have driven you, saith the Lord. And I will bring you again into the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. <laughs> Kubanga bwayogera mukama anti emyaka nsanvu bwejiri tukirira Babiloni ndibajira nentukiriza je muri ekigambo kyange ekirungi ngamba komyawo mu kifo kino kubanga manyi ebirowozo byendowoza je muri bwayogera mukama ebirowozo ebyemirembe so sibya bubi okubawa okusubira enkomero ya mwe eyoluvanyuma era muri nkabira era muri gendane musaba Nange ndiba ulira Era muli nonya ni mundaba Mumuli eke nenya Numutima gwa mwego na Nange muli ndaba Bwayogera mukama Era ndichu usana te obusibe wa mwe Nemba kunganya Okubaja muma wanga gona Nemu bifobyo na Jenabagovera bwayogera mukama Era ndiba komyao Mchifo jenabaja Okubatu waza Okuba abasibe let us also read Luke. Luke chapter 16. Luke The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached, and every man presseth into it. Amateka neba na bibiaba wo okutuka kuyokana. Okuvoro enjiri eyowa kabaka wakatunda ebuliroa. Irabuli muntu abu yingira ruamani. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Our precious sister from Chigali. We greet you in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And welcome you to this service. I'm able to understand she's a sister to Brother Fred Chifembo. Is that true? 
God bless you so much. Mkama kwenyo mukisa. You are most most welcome. Mkama kwenyo mukisa yanidizidwa. This morning, amachagalero. I want us to share on this message of desperation. Njagala tugabaniko kubaka bunifu kubiangatana. Amen. Amina. Desperation. Kubiangatana. Now the Bible has told us. Bible. Bible yetu gambi. That the law and the prophets were preached until John. Amen. The law and the prophets were until John. But now the kingdom of God and every man presses in. Amen. The law and the prophets were preached until they were until John. But now the kingdom of God and men press into it. They don't just enter into it but they press into it. Amen. So, what is the kingdom? The kingdom is God himself. It is eternal life. It is the rulership of Jesus Christ in a believer. When Jesus comes in your heart through the baptism of the Holy Ghost and he takes over your life and he has preeminence in your life then the kingdom of God is established in you. So the law and the prophets were until John. But now the kingdom of God is preached. And men press into it. The kingdom is the rulership of Jesus. In a believer. When you receive that Holy Ghost. You surrender all your life to him. Then the kingdom is established. The disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, they asked him one time, the Lord teach us how to pray. And Jesus told them, whenever you go to pray, this is how you should pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will done on earth it is done in heaven. Our Father who is in heaven hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. In other words, your rulership come here. Let your will be done on earth. It is God's will that 
and here on earth and his will can only be done in the body of believers in his bride in you and me. So that is the kingdom. Jesus used to speak these words. He would say the kingdom is within you. Amen. When he was here. putting on flesh. He said the kingdom is within you. In other words I'm the kingdom. I have come to establish the kingdom. He said, come unto me. All ye who labor. And are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke and learn from me. Because I'm meek and lowly. And receive a rest of you. Come unto me, all you who labor. I will give you rest. That rest is the Sabbath. It is our Sabbath. It is the kingdom of God coming in your life to rest, to rest you. So when Jesus said, the kingdom is within you, he meant that I have come to establish my kingdom, my life in you. That is our rest. Though some denominational people I'm sorry to say this, the Seventh day Adventists they think the Sabbath is that keeping of Sabbath. But the rest is when God comes in you and he establishes his kingdom in you and he does his own will in you when you have fully surrendered to him that is when you receive the rest. That rest which is talked about was just a shadow of the things which were to come. Because the Bible says in Colossians 2.16 it says that let no man judge you in meats and drinks and the respect of holidays and you know the Sabbath I think we can read it. Just to show you uh, Colossians. Let's read Colossians. Colossians chapter, chapter 2. Verse 16. It says, let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink <coughs> or in respect of an holiday or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days. 
which are a shadow of the things to come, but the body is of Christ. Kale, kale omuntu yena tabaninyanga mu yokulia oba mu yokunywa, oba olwembaga oba olwomwezi ogubonika oba olwasabiti. Ebyo kyekisikirize kyebyo ebigenda okujja. Naye omubiri bwegwa Kristo. Amen. Amina. Let no man judge you. In the food that you eat. Or the drinks. Like those people who, who observe the Sabbath. They don't touch pork. They don't take coffee. Maybe they take soya and such things. But they telling us. All food is good. As long as it is sanctified with prayer. And thanksgiving. Everything is good. So let no man judge you. In what you eat or what you drink. Or holidays. Or the Sabbath. Because those were shadows. Of the things that were to come. But the Bible is telling us, but the body is Christ. When you see my shadow, it means that I'm somewhere, my body is somewhere. So those things like the Sabbath, that rest, it was a shadow of Christ. Christ that would come and give you rest. Those were shadows. Those were types. But the Bible has told us, but the body is Christ. The reality is Christ. When you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, and he forgives you of your sin. And you are baptized in much water. And you seek for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And you are baptized in Christ. Because the Bible says, by one Holy Ghost baptism, we are baptized to enter into Christ. That's how we enter into the body of Christ. So when you receive Christ, then you have rested. Then the kingdom is established Paul used to say, he would say that uh, in Romans, I think, chapter 7, from verse 19, he would say that, I want to do good. But I find a law in me. When I want to do good, then evil precedes me. And you lament and say, oh, wretched man. Who will save me from this flesh? But then, Romans chapter 8, 1, he says, but there is no condemnation to those ones who are in Christ Jesus. 
Because they don't walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So in this flesh, we labor and toil. Mukufuba. Tufuba. Netura fubana, netubona, kwekama, nechibi, mkafuyabazi. Yeah, we try with Netubaza sin, mkama. but we are thankful to God. Kubanga ya jangobu wakabaka. Because he came. Nagama mujejeendi. And he said, you Mwenaba come at me. Mwenaba koi, naba You who are heaven naba umuza. I will give you rest. When you receive the kingdom. Mwofuna eh, wakabaka. The baptism of the Holy Ghost. Mwofuna wakome mtukufu. Then you are rested. Awo, Look at a man like Isaiah. A man like Isaiah. Isaiah. Isaiah was a prophet of God. But the Bible says, the year that King Uzziah died, I also saw the Lord. He was high and lifted up. And his train filled the whole temple. And the seraphims were seated on his throne. And with the two wings they covered their face. With two wings they covered their feet. And with two wings they flew. Saying, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God of hosts. All earth is Heaven is filled with his glory. And when Isaiah saw that, the Bible says that he realized that he was a sinner. And he said, Woe unto me because I'm a sinner. I'm a man of unclean lips. And I live among people of unclean lips. My eyes have seen the Lord. And the Bible says, when he realized that, one of the seraphims went and picked a coal of fire with, it, uh, with tongues. In and came and passed it on Isaiah's lips. Isaiah. And he said, now you are clean. And the Lord asked and said, who will go for us? And Isaiah said, here I am, Lord. Send me. In other words, Isaiah, who was a sinner, now had received the kingdom. <coughs> that call of fire was a type of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Isaiah, who had and clean lips. But here we see him after he had received the kingdom. The baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now he's ready to speak the oracles of God. He's made clean. The law and the prophets were until John. But now the kingdom of God is preached. And every man presses into it. Let's see what the prophet is saying about this. This message of disparations. 
He says, Agamba. The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached. And every man presses into it. He says, every man presses into it. Not just simply walks into it easily. But it's got to be pressed into sea. When you seek me with all your heart, I'll be found of you. Amen. Every man, meaning everybody, has to press into it. In other words, it is a competitive thing. It is Amina. Straight is the gate and narrow is the path. And few people there be that see it. Amen? Amina. And we have to press into it. And it says wide is the gate. And broad is the way. That goes to destruction. And very many people see So this way of the kingdom is a narrow one. We have to press into it. We have to labor to enter. Somewhere the Bible says, let us labor to enter. We have to seek. The, Bible, the prophet has told us here. And he promised, he says, every man presses into it. Not just simply walks into it. Easily. But it's got to be pressed into. See? When you seek me with all your heart. We have to seek him with all our hearts. We have to repent of our sins. We have to prepare ourselves to receive this kingdom. We have to go on our, on our knees and fast and pray and remain on the knees. Our prophet told us, remain on your knees until you receive the Holy Spirit. 
Some president is not an easy thing. Men have to press into it. We have to press into it. Somewhere the Bible says that and that kingdom is taken by force. We have to snatch it from God through prayer and supplications and crying unto him until Christ is formed in us. Amen? Amina. So the prophet is telling us it is not taken easily. We have to struggle. We have to fight. We have to labor until God fills us. Until that kingdom is established in us. Men, press into it. Brethren, I want to tell you this morning that time is no more. We have to disparately press into this kingdom. We have to disparately cry to God until we have entered into Christ. Because it is only in Christ the rock of ages that you are safe. Outside of Christ, there is no safety. The message cannot save you. Never, never, never. Because the message is the whole of Christ. Christ is the word. We have to labor to enter into him. We have to labor to enter. Every man presses into it. Not just simply takes it. Or walks into it easily. But it's got to be pressed into. See? <laughs> he goes on to say, and he promised that he would return and bring the people from scattered all over the earth after those 70 years back into Jerusalem where they left from and he did it just that way Amen the Lord promised the children of Israel that he would bring them back to where they fell from. Back to Jerusalem. Because of their sins and unbelief, God had banished them to Babylon. And he said they will remain there. That scripture which we read. They were to remain in Babylon for 70 years in captivity. But God had promised after 70 years he would bring them back. Amen? And the prophet is telling us and he promised that he would return and bring the people from scattered all over the earth after those 70 years back to Jerusalem where they left from. 
Their dwelling place was Jerusalem. But because of unbelief, God had banished them to Babylon. But he promised he would bring them back to where they fell from. Back to Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a type of Pentecost. The baptism of the Holy Ghost. Jesus told his disciples, He told them, Don't go to Samaria. Don't go to Judea. Go to Jerusalem. In the upper room. And wait for the promise of my heavenly Father. And when the Holy Ghost has come, He will teach you all things. He will bring to remembrance all the things that I taught you. Go to Jerusalem. And when they went in Jerusalem, on the day of Pentecost, the kingdom came. And it was established in their hearts. So Jesus, uh, the prophet is telling us, they were supposed to go back to Jerusalem, where they fell from. Do you know that we are not here we are not here this morning by chance. We came from God. We are going back to God. You could be having hassles here and there. You love God with all your heart. You are desiring to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You need the kingdom. But there is a force that is hustling with you. But I want to give you good news this morning. That God is more than able to give you the kingdom. Because you came from God, you are going back to God. We are going back to Jerusalem. Where we came from. Brother Branham preached a sermon which he called God's provided place of worship. And in that message he says God's provided place of worship in those olden days Charlie Chifo it used to be a place. It was Jerusalem. God had instructed the children of Israel. <laughs> I think in Deuteronomy. You shall go to the place where I have chosen to put my name and you will worship me there. And strictly in those days, in the Old Testament, worshippers used to only worship in Jerusalem. Amen? Amina. And you can, uh, if we can read together, I just want to show you, if you read, uh, I think it should be in John, that conversation with Jesus and the Samaritan woman. Uh, John chapter 
should be John chapter 4. Let me get the verse. John chapter 4. Verse 19. The woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and he say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when he shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship you know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. Bajaja febasin zizanga kuruso ziruno. Namwe, namwe muga ambanti Yerusalemi kechifo echigwana okusin zizamu. Yesu na muga ambanti umuchala anzikiriza. Echisera chidja che bata sin zizanga muchitafe kuruso ziruno. Ne wanku wademu Yerusalemi. Mwe musin ziza, mwe musin za chemutamanyi. Petu sin za chetumanyi. Wanga obulokozi buva uyudaya. Amen. Na yeti. Na yeti sera. Yeti sera chidja. Ela chituse. Abasinza. Abasinza. Abasinza amazima. Webali sinziza anga chitafe. Mumoyo na amazima. Mukama ofe yabazu. Praise be to God. Musinza. Biemutamanyi. You worship what you don't know. <laughs> yes, Christo. Boyabagamba. Boyagamba that is mukajwe. what Jesus Christ said. You worship, you know not. We know what we worship. For salvation is of the Jews. The woman had asked the Lord Jesus Christ. And you say that it is in Jerusalem. That is the place where we ought to worship. And the Lord tells her. Believe me, woman, the hour cometh when neither in this mountain <coughs> or in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship, you know not. What? For salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh and now is the hour when a true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. In the Old Testament God had designated Jerusalem to be a place of worship. And outside of, worship, of Jerusalem, you would, you would not be a worshiper. Because he says that is the place he had chosen to, to, to put his name. But now Jesus is telling this woman, we no longer worship in Jerusalem. That was just a shadow. But time has come that the true worshippers they worship in truth and in spirit. 
God's provided place of worship. Where God chose to put his name. God chose to put his name in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. So when you enter in Christ, through the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and you receive the kingdom, then you become a true worshiper. Amen? Back to Jerusalem. Back to Pentecost. The prophet is telling us, I will gather them from where they were lost and bring them back to where they fell from. They were in Jerusalem. Because of disobedience, they were banished to, 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 to Babylon. But God promised to gather them back to where they fell from. We are also in God. And the prophet says, before the foundation of the world, we were in God. Just like God asked Job. Job, tell me, where were you when the morning stars sang together? And the sons of God shouted for joy. Where were you? Before the foundation of the world, we were in Christ. And the prophet says, we came here to be tried and tested. But we are going back to Jerusalem. Where we fell from. Look at the children of Israel. The prophet says, because of their disobedience, they sold their brother Joseph. Because of jealousy. And Joseph was sold in Egypt. And there was a famine. Back at home. In Canaan. In Jerusalem. And they had to go to Egypt. And there they became bond men and bond women. They started serving Egyptians. But God had promised. He had spoken to Abraham. Your seed will sojourn in a strange land. And they will be there for 400 years. And after 400 years, I will bring them back. Back to Jerusalem. And indeed, that's what happened. After 430 years, God sent Moses. God sent Moses, a deliverer, to take them back to Canaan land, where they fell from. And the prophet says, Canaan land is a type of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. He goes on to say, Now we are going to talk about disparations. Just for a few minutes now. Usually, it takes a state of emergency to throw us into disparation. See? 
It's too bad it has to do that. But human beings are so slothful in their mind that it takes an emergency. <laughs> Something arises and when they do it throws them into that disparation. And really in doing that in disparation that real thing that you are, it brings out that real thing that you are. It shows what you are made out of in the time of disparation. It usually pulls out all the good things that is in you. Amen? Amen. The prophet is telling us a human being was made in such a way that he's lazy. And it's only a state of emergency that will cause him to despair. Brethren, we are lazy people. That is the nature of man. Because we all know we have been taught several times that we are supposed to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Without the baptism of the Holy Ghost, without that kingdom being established in you, somewhere the prophet said, you are not yet even a worshiper. In that very message, God's provided place of worship. Before you receive the Holy Ghost, before you receive the kingdom, you are not yet even a worshiper. Because you have not entered Christ. God's provided place of worship. You are just in the process of becoming a worshiper. It is just like desiring to take a certain course. You want to be a doctor and you embark on some subject that will qualify you to, to be a, a doctor. Maybe science subjects like biology, chemistry and so forth. Science subjects. And then after that, you start studying medicine. But before you are awarded the degree of medicine, all that is a procedure of becoming a doctor. Amen? Amen. The same thing applies to us believers. Before you receive the kingdom, you are not yet a worshiper. But you are in the process of becoming a worshiper. Amen? Amina. You are still in the process. Amen? Amina. And the prophet is telling us, as I was saying, man's nature is lazy. Munafu. We are lazy people. We are slow. Because we know 
That without the Holy Ghost we are not yet even worshippers. Without the Holy Ghost we cannot go to the rapture. But yet we, we, we sit back and we don't press into the kingdom because of this nature. And the prophet is telling us it will take an emergency for a human being to act. When you go to the hospital and they diagnose you with a terrible disease which is incurable, maybe cancer or something like that, that's when a human being maybe a believer that's when he becomes disparate that's when he goes to seek the face of God maybe he had sinned somewhere he was not walking right with God but when that emergency comes and he comes to know that he's suffering from that disease, he starts putting his life right he starts praying. He seeks a good relationship with God. God help me. That's what the prophet is talking about. So now, he goes on to say, in time of death, I have had people when they know they were dying. The things that they kept secret all their life in desperation they were trying to confess it. And trying to say take this and make it right. Please go do see in you know in desperation. They ought to have done that beforehand. See? Not wait till the time of emergency. Will you do so and so for me? The emergency causes desperation. We ought to do it without the emergency. Amen. It is a human being's nature. He's lazy. Brethren, we are lazy. We wait for time of emergency. That's when we start acting. That's when we start praying. That's when we seek a closer walk with God. But the prophet is telling us, we ought to have done it long, long ago. Do you know that when you are baptized, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in much water after you have come from water there and then you become a candidate of being filled with the Holy Ghost of receiving the kingdom because that is you have fulfilled God's word he said repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost which means if you have repented thoroughly genuinely 
and you are baptized in much water, in his name, God is obligated to fill you with the Holy Ghost. So the moment you come from water, you are a candidate of being filled with the Holy Ghost. But why don't we get filled why don't we get that kingdom? It is because we, do, we are lazy. We wait for time of emergency. When a sermon is preached about rapture and people realize that rapture is closed. That one sets them on tenterhooks. And now they start trying to seek God. And they embark on, on need for a short while. And then they abandon it. And they wait for another time of emergency. Brethren, we should never do that. God expects you to know and realize and take him at his word. Before an emergency comes, God expects you to have a closer walk with him. Follow each and every word. Be a friend of God. So that even when the emergency comes, you are ready. Look at a man like Hezekiah. The Bible says, when, when Isaiah came to him and told him, thus says the Lord, put your house in order because you are going to die. The Bible says that he was so sick and he didn't, he didn't know whether he would live or die. But here comes a prophet of God just to remove from him the, the, the feelings that he had. Maybe I will get healed. And he comes with thus, saith the Lord. You are not going to live. You are going to die. So prepare yourself. But the Bible says, Hezekiah turned to the wall. And he cried to God. He said, Lord, you know my heart. I have lived a life, an upright life. I have the Whatever I have done, I have done it according to your word. Lord, give me another chance. And indeed, God gave him another chance. Isaiah had not, rather Hezekiah had not waited for that time of emergency to come. To seek God. He was ready. God wants us to be ready. We should not wait for those times of emergency. A man like Job, even when he was hit by calamities, and he didn't know why it was happening, and his friends came, you know, to comfort him. 
And instead of comforting him, they became miserable comforters. They said, Job, you ought to have seen. But Job would check his life. And he knew his stand. He knew he was right with God. He knew he did not owe God anything. <laughs> Job did not wait for the time of emergency to seek God. Brother, sister, God does not expect you to wait for when the rapture, when, after you have sensed that the rapture is so close, then you run to seek for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The time of seeking is now. The law and the prophets were until John. But now the kingdom of God is preached and men press into it. The kingdom of God is preached. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is preached. And men press into it. This is the time to press into it. This is the time to go on your knees. And cry and fast. And put your life right. And seek the presence of God. Until he has come down and established his kingdom not just to wait. Look at the five foolish virgins. They didn't have oil in their lamps. The five wise ones had oil. And they were all waiting for the coming of the bridegroom. And after waiting for quite a long period, they were saying that they all slept. But at around midnight, there was a midnight cry. Behold, the bridegroom comes. And they all woke up. They put on their lamps. They trimmed them. But they were saying that the lamps of these foolish ones, they were waning. They were... And they turned to their friends. Help us with some little oil. <coughs> and they said, no. Lest when we divide it and give you, then we end up missing the bridegroom. Go and seek for yourselves. And they will say that when they went to seek, by the time they came back, they were closed out where there was gnashing of teeth. A type of the great tribulation. They were closed outside. And when they knocked, the bridegroom came and said, I never knew you. They were virgins. They had received the message of the hour. But what made them foolish it's because they didn't have oil in their lamps. They were not prepared to receive the bridegroom. 
Brethren, we are in that time of receiving the bridegroom. We are in the time of the rapture. Rapture is so close. God wants you to be ready for it. Lest the bridegroom comes and says, I never knew you. They were virgins. They had received the message of the hour. But they lacked the kingdom in their life. May the Lord help us. God has been so gracious to us that he predestinated us to be the bride of this age. Brethren, we are not here by mistake. We didn't receive this message whereby so many people stumble without God knowing us before the foundation of the world. He knew us. But he will not just bring his Holy Ghost his kingdom and just impose it on you. You have to press into it. That is God's way of doing things. He had told the children of Israel you'll go to Babylon because of your disobedience and you'll be there for 70 years. And the Bible says after 70 years Daniel was reading the scrolls and he came to understand that the 70 years have come. We are supposed to go back home. But the Bible says, he did not just relax. When he realized that, he went on his knees. He cried to God. He repented of his sins and the sins of his people. He reminded God, Lord, time has come. You told us 70 years. We are supposed to go back home. And God honored his prayer. And he took them back to where they fell from. That is God's way of doing things. God had told Abraham, your seed will sojourn in a strange land. And they will serve the Egyptians for 400 years. And then after that, I'll bring them back. Back to Jerusalem. Back to where they fell from. And the Bible says, when that time came, the prophet says, it took a certain man, a determined man, called Amram, Amram, whose wife was Jochebed. He was a slave. 
in Egypt like the rest of the slaves. But he used to plead with God all the time. He would remind God, Lord, you have you created eyes, you see. You created ears, you hear. Don't you see the suffering that we are going through? Lord, you promised us. After 400 years, you will take us back. Every night, he would plead with God. The prophet says he would come back so tired. After toiling throughout the day. And then at night you could not sleep. He would go up and cry to God. And his wife Jezebel would come and But you have labored the whole. Why don't you rest? He would say, Honey, you don't know. What is in the field? Today we lost about 50 people. Of our brethren. We are pushing a certain huge uh, block. And the thing came back and smashed us. We have lost 50. But Jehovah promised us. That he will take us back home. He would pray every night. And the prophet says. One day. The angel of the Lord appeared to Amram. And told him I have heard your prayers. I will send a deliverer. And that deliverer will be through you. And that's how Moses. Was born by Amram. And Jezebel. It came through prayer. Brethren, we have to pray into the kingdom. We have to pray into the kingdom. God will not just come and give you the He is waiting for you to cry there. As he promised. He knows that you left him. And you came here on earth. And you were among the sinners. The Bible says we are born in sin. And we came here speaking lies. But we came from him. And he's ready to take us back. But we have to praise. We have to labor to enter. We have to disparately call upon him. We have to cry day and night. Until he has come down in our lives to establish the kingdom. So the kingdom of God is within us. <coughs> but we have to take it by force. We have to labor to enter. Amen? Amina. We have to labor to enter. Here the prophet is talking about the time of the Passover. Amen? 
Amina. And he says, during the Passover, God had told the children of Israel, after plaguing Egypt, plague upon plague, he brings fleas, and Pharaoh kind of Pharaoh kind of gives kind of gives in. But then after some time, God Himself hardens His heart and He refused to let the children of Israel go. So plague upon plague. But then finally, that last plague. God told Moses. Tell the children of Israel to get a lamb without blemish. Let them observe it. But there is no need. Let them kill it in the evening time and apply its blood on the doorposts. And they should eat it roasted. Let them eat it in hesit. With their loins guarded. With unleavened bread. Having their shoes in their feet ready to go. Because the death angel is going to pass. But when I will see the blood on the doorposts, it will be a token and I will pass over you. I'm going to pass around killing all the firstborns of the animals, of the birds, of the, the, the people of, of Egypt. Every firstborn will die. But when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. And that's what the children of Israel did. Amen? Amina. He says here, Now we notice tonight that we are taking the symbols of the Passover. And the Passover was taken in emergency. In times of desperation. You notice in Exodus the 12th chapter and the 11th verse. I believe it says, eat this Passover <coughs> with the shoes on your feet. With your loins guarded up. And with a staff in your hand. See? You are eating it in desperation. They had seen the, the great hand of God. They saw all of his miracles. And now they had to come under the sign of the token. And while they were under the sign of the token, 
in desperation for they knew at that time God was fixing to strike with judgment. I would imagine when they saw those big black wings drop down from the sky when they saw those big black wings just like a smoke settling over the city, the children might have went to their daddy and said, Daddy, are you sure that we are under the token? And you could go to the door and look upon the post and the lintel and say, Son, that is according to his word. And they would say, Remember, I am your oldest child, Daddy. Are you positive? I'm positive. That is according to what the prophet told us. And he has the word of the Lord. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. That was the only way the children of Israel would be saved from that plague. To kill the lamb in the evening time. A lamb without blemish. After observing it. That lamb was a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ had no blemish. There was no sin in him. It was supposed to be killed in the evening time. Just like Christ was killed in the evening time. And its blood was supposed to be put on the doorposts. And when the death angel would be passing, and he would see that blood, then he would just pass over. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, the son of God died for you and me. He shed his precious blood. And in that blood, there is the life of God. The Holy Ghost. Which we are supposed to apply in our hearts. By receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. By receiving the kingdom. So that when the death angel is passing, then we are safe. Those people, the children of Israel, they did it as a sign of desperation. The prophet is telling us, all the firstborns, they would come and ask the prophet, brother, their fathers, daddy, are you sure that the blood is, is applied? Remember, I'm the firstborn. And the father would tell them, I'm very sure, my son, you can even see it. Are you sure this morning 
that you have the token so that when the death angel is passing you are safe in the rock of ages they ate the lamb all of it roasted a lamb typing Christ the word and they ate that lamb in hesitation but to come, we have to take the whole word. We have to take the whole lamp. And you have to take it in haste. Because the death angel is passing. Praise be to God. We have to eat the lamp in haste. You have to take the word of God. Which says, press into it. Press into the kingdom. In haste. Because the death angel is soon straightening. Every word of God has to be eaten. And in hesitation. When prayer is preached. It should be applied in your life in hesitation. When the baptism of the Holy Ghost is preached. It should be applied in your life in hesitation. We don't have to relax and wait for the time of emergency. We have to eat the whole lamb in hesit. Because the death angel is soon striking. These people were in desperation. Amen? And the prophet goes on to say, the boy would ask, well, daddy, why, you, why have you got your shoes on? Why have you got the staff in your hand? Why have you got a piece of bread in one hand? And a lamb in the other hand? Why is them bitter herbs and things? Why are you eating it? What is the sweat running off your face? About? And he would say, son, death is fixing to straighten. See, it was in a time of dispersion. Son, death is fixing to straighten. That's why I put my shoes on. That's why I'm eating this. In hesit, with bitter herbs. Sometimes the word has to be so bitter. And the requirements can be so hard. But we have to take it. Why do you have the staff in your hand? Son, because the death angel is fixing to take place. Judgment is imminent. 
Gusembede. Do you know that judgment is closed? Behold, I send you Elijah the prophet. Before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. The great and dreadful day of the Lord is coming. Judgment is coming. Do you have, are you in the kingdom? Have you pressed there, yourself there? Do you have the token? Judgment is fixing to take place. Bring everything. All the signs are talking about the coming of the Lord. Judgment is fixing to take place. It is not far. The rapture is not far. All these signs that we see. Things like COVID. Those incurable diseases. They are signs of the judgment that is coming. In the great tribulation, the prophet says, there will be such diseases even about a hundred times worse. Worse than COVID. But God is showing us tips. He's giving us clues. Judgment is fixing to take place. Get prepared. Rumors of wars. Earthquakes in diverse places. Earthquake. From India. Entalo. Rumors of war. Ukraine and Russia. You know the, the war between Russia and Ukraine. And America is pressing. America Fighting, fighting, fighting. Do you know that all those are clues and signs? The prophet said. America will usher in Romanism. After the rapture, the leadership of Romanism will come down. The prophet says, the devil, Satan, will be incarnate in the Pope. He'll be incarnated. The way God came and incarnated in Christ. Now to the devil will incarnate in Pope. Amen. There will be one government. One government. Government. One religion. A dinemu. One currency. E sentenga zamurundi gumu. Naya ni achireta America. E who will be ushering it in to be USA? The prophet said. Nabiagamba. 
Russia will not rule this world. Communism, he said, no, not Russia, but communism. And he said, Russia is just like a pebble on the sea, on the lake. Communism cannot rule But he says, Romanism. America. We will usher it in Revelation US, America. Amen? Amen. Revelation 13, it is USA. From heaven. When you hear of those powerful ammunitions, all those things are signs that Romanism is coming. But Romanism comes in after the rapture. When the bread has gone. And brethren. We should cry day and night. When we see all these signs. To make sure we are in Christ. The rock of ages. Waiting for the rapture. Being very sure that we are baptized, we have pressed into the kingdom in Christ. Because all signs are indicating that the coming of the Lord is Amen. He goes on to say, Now I believe that we are living in the days that we are, or otherwise the days that we are living in, <laughs> Should cause the church to go completely into disparation. I believe since the message this morning from God, not me. I believe it ought to throw this entire congregation into disparation. That we have prayed long enough. We've went to church long enough. We've got to do something. Praise be to The prophet is telling us, he says, after he had preached this sermon, he said, I believe after I have preached this sermon, the church of Christ, Branham Tabanako, should come to realization that they have played too much. Brethren, we have played too much. It is human nature, the prophet has told us. A human being is slothful. But God is always so gracious. He gives him all the clues, all the signs. So that you will not have any, any excuse. Just like he preached, God will not bring any man to judgment. He warns you. He shows you all the signs for you to get prepared. For you to get ready. But the prophet is telling us we have played long enough. Look at a man like Lot. After Abraham had pleaded for him. Pleading with God. After God had revealed to 
Abraham. What was going to happen in Sodom and Abraham realizes, I have a nephew there. And he starts pleading with God. Lord, what if they are 50? Righteous ones. Will you destroy the, the righteous with the wicked? And the Lord says, no. Lord, what if they are 45? What if they are 30? What if they are 10? And the Lord says no. Because of scaling down. Just knowing that his nephew Lord. There. And God says I will not. And through the grace of God, the angels who are supposed to bring destruction, they go to Lot and they warn him. Through the grace of God, after Abraham had pleaded with God, they tell him, Lot, Anytime we are going to burn this Sodom and Gomorrah. Escape quickly. Run to those mountains. And hide yourself. Because shortly, judgment is going to fall. And the Bible says, Lord pleads with them. You see, I'm not used to those mountains. At least, at least let me go to that city of Zoa. And they tell him, okay, fine. But rush quickly. And inform everybody of your relatives. What is going to happen? And the Bible says, Lord is just dilly-dallying. free. Until the angels come, they are almost destroying Sodom and Gomorrah. And they get him by the hand. And tell him, hasten quickly. Run to Duka. Escape for your life. Don't turn to look behind. Escape quickly. And through the grace of God, that's how Lord escaped. With his two daughters and his wife. And he says that when the wife turned to look back, she became a pillar of souls. There and then, through the grace of God, God escapes with his daughters. But he was turning around, you know, playing around. Brethren, may the Lord help us. To despair for this kingdom. To press into it. Time is no more. The prophet says, Now I believe that after all these, you know, the days that we are living in should cause the church to into disparation. I believe since this message this morning from God, 
I believe it ought to throw this entire congregation into this operation that we have played long enough. We've went to church long enough. We've got to do something. Brethren, you have attended fellowship long enough. The message has been preached to us long We should do something. I should do something. You should do something. God has been so gracious to warn us, to show us all the clues. When the world is confused and blind and they don't know what is going on. For you, you know. God has sent you Elijah so that you escape judgment. judgment. But now what have you done? He goes on to say, those people had seen the hand of God. And that night of the communion, they took it with desperation. Because they know that something was fixing their And we know that something is fixing to happen. And remember, the coming of the Lord will be a sudden secret going away. He will come and take her like a thief in the night. And to think that if somebody all of a sudden there they are members of our family gone and you are left behind. And we know that something is fixing to happen. And remember the coming of the Lord will be a sudden secret going away. He will come and take her like a thief in the night. Praise be to God. He will come and take his bride as a thief in the night. He will come and take her like a thief in the night. And to think that if somebody all of a sudden there are members of our family gone. And you are left behind. It should throw us into disparation. That by the grace of God, we will not be left back behind. If there is anything I don't want, don't. Leave me, Lord. The prophet is telling us if there is nothing that he wants, is not to be left behind. Just to hear 
that brother so and so we no longer see him. Certain brethren are no longer seen. The prophet is telling us that's what he hates to hear that he's left behind. And he cries and says, Lord, don't leave me behind. That should be our prayer. It should be our prayer this morning. It should be my prayer. Just like the prophet was praying. Lord, let me not be left behind. Don't take your church. Don't take your bride. And you leave me behind. Brethren, that should cause a disparation. It should cause you to keep on the tent hooks. It should keep you on the knees. Crying day and night. It should cause you to check yourself. Lord, how am I standing with you? Do I have a closer walk with you? Just like that, firstborn would you ask the father. Daddy, remember I'm the firstborn. The angel is soon striking. It should cause a disparation. He goes on to say, and on the Lamb's book of life, I want my name wrote. I want him to remember me when that roll call goes on. And it throws me into desperation. Just like Paul said, after I have preached the gospel, shall I be a stowaway? Shall I be a cast off? It could happen. So it throws me into disparation. Disparation to think of after all these years of preaching. And the place come where I could fail him. What's the next move? What must I do next? And it throws me into a nervous stage. And what can I do? It throws me to the mountains. And to the valleys. And it's hard because when I will when I am with people, I have got to be all things to all men. That I might win some to Christ. Yet with that token always before me. When I'm with people. It makes me also to be desperate. Sometimes I ask myself. Lord. Is there a way I have angered you? Is there a way I have not walked upright? Lord search me. That one throws me to mountains. And I go to sleep. And I cry to him day and night. Lord, check me. And he says, You see, to me, I'm everything to 
to all men. In other words, he was saying, I'm the messenger, I'm the prophet. To everybody. But still it would put me down. And I would go seek God. Though I'm everything to all to everybody. But he says, yet, I have the token. I'm in the kingdom. But still he would also despair. Still he would. If the prophet of the age despaired, what about you? How much more should we despair? How much more should we be in desperation? May the Lord help us to realize the time that we are in and cry day and night. The law and the prophets was until John now the kingdom of God Kakati is preached and men press into it. Brethren, we have to press into it. We have to cry day and night. We have to make sure we are right with him. That is the only way that you can consider yourself safe. He goes on to say disparation. Disparation. Signs of his coming should throw <coughs> every member of Christ into disparation now. About our souls. About our welfare for hereafter. Well, what are we going to amount to if we are, we are going to gain the whole world? What are we, what are we living for? What do you work for? What are you eating for? What are you struggling for? To live. What are you living for? To die. And you are not fit to live until you are fit to die. Praise be to God. What are we struggling for? It's good. We have to study. We have to work. And the prophet told us even if the Lord was to come a minute from now, still, go and plant. Get a potato garden somewhere. Do something to live. But yet he's the same one telling us what are we living for? In other words, he means don't leave, don't become a fanatic. And say the Lord is soon coming. There is no need of working. There is no Go ahead and work. And the Lord is coming a thousand years. But yet at the same time, be in Christ. Be ready for his coming. We don't know. 
when he's coming, Jesus Christ himself said, he said, the son even does not know. It is only the father who knows. We are not certain of the exact day he's coming to the But the prophet is telling us, we should do all those things, but prioritizing the kingdom. The kingdom should be number one. Just like he said, first seek the kingdom and his righteousness and the rest shall be added unto you. Kingdom first. Press into Christ. The Holy Spirit. We should not pro procrastinate or, you know, people postponing. I will seek the Holy Ghost when I get leave. I will seek the Holy Ghost when I get holidays. How sure are you that the Lord Jesus Christ will not have come before those holidays? Before your leave comes, how sure are you? Christ should come first. Get into Christ. Press into the kingdom. Despair for the kingdom. You should never rest day and night until you have entered into Christ. And after you have entered there, seek more and more and more of Seek more and more. Seek more and more. Get more of Christ. Praise be to God. Let Christ, <coughs> let Christ have preeminence. Let him establish his kingdom in your soul. May the Lord help us. Brethren, I want to tell you this morning that God has been so gracious. When the whole world is confused and they don't know what is taking place, for you, you know. You know God's program. God has not hidden his program to you. He has revealed everything. And he's waiting for you and me to seek him while there is still time. Because time is coming when you'll seek him just like those foolish virgins and time will not be there. But the Lord being so gracious to us, he has given us all the time. He has opened our understanding to this truth. He has sent the, the prophet to make us prepared for his coming. It should be your prayer. Just like the prophet prayed disparately to make sure he 
he has a closer walk with his God. May the Lord help us.